0: All right, it is uh, currently 12.35 in Edmonton. Just before we bring aboard Mark Spector, here's the update from the Canucks. Uh, Brandon uh, Batchelor, the radio play-by-play voice on Sportsnet 650 out of Vancouver uh, on Twitter. Bruce Boudreau confirms Spencer Martin will start in goal for Vancouver. He had a false positive, which put him in uh, temporarily COVID protocol. Thatcher Demko, their number one goalie, is still in COVID protocol. Uh, the Canucks expect, says Boudreau, that Yaroslav Halak, Connor Garland will join the a team in Winnipeg, Horvat expected to join the team in Calgary. Those guys all got COVID uh, down in the United States. Uh, he adds that none of these, uh, all these guys are in protocol. None of them have gotten sick, nothing more than cold. Um, and Boudreaux confirms that Tanner Pearson uh, tested positive this morning, so he is out. So Vancouver's going through a run. The Oilers still have Zach Hyman in uh, COVID protocol. Just to establish right now, he is not in Vancouver, so he will uh, not be playing uh, tonight for the Oilers. Could maybe see him back as early as Thursday. Nugent Hopkins did make the trip, so did Zach Gassian. They were on a line together uh, yesterday at practice, and my guess is Ryan's going to will himself to play, and what a difference that's going to make for Edmonton's special teams. And we'll discuss that coming up and a bunch of other topics here at 1237 is jumping aboard is Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing in Alberta live standard bread racing Saturdays, 115 century mile. Mark joins us on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort Casino excitement bet on it. A reminder, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, same number, 7804960063. Spec, how are you doing?
1: Oh, pretty good. Bobby, looks like uh, the Orders have
0: a bit of a soft landing
1: in Vancouver. I'd say these are two points you better
0: get, huh? Well, you know, it's funny you mention that because Calgary had a completely healthy team on Saturday night had the Oilers down 2 nothing. The Oilers had yep. five regulars out of the lineup. Mike Smith, who we're kind of getting used to a lot with Mike Smith. Uh, Tyson Berry on defense. And then uh, Hyman, and Hopkins, and Cassian. So two top six and one top nine forward. And a power play quarterback. And They only had two-fifths of their first unit power play left. And lo and behold, they found a way to rally from 2 nothing down. So, you, you know... Uh, it is a it is a game, Mark. My theory on hockey is you're only as good as your worst player. Uh, that said, injuries play a factor, and the Oilers do have to to capitalize. Before we get to tonight's game, uh, what was your where were you at as you were watching things unfold Saturday night?
1: after the first period it looked like more of the same to be honest you know calgary dominated the period uh, edmonton had a couple chances couldn't score you know they it was going down the same path after 20 minutes that we've watched many many times so i like everybody uh you know the power play when the power play came out in the second period and got a couple chances they haven't been very it hasn't been very strong lately so uh you know the maybe heaven Evan bouchard there You know, Paul put a couple screens down and Bouchard got a couple pucks through and we really watched, we watched a different team the last 40 minutes, Bob, in my opinion. And we also, what I think we watched was a little bit different luck. They got the huge save from Koskinen that the other team's been getting lately. Uh, Edmonton had their night with the better goalie on the the freeze and we haven't said that many times. So good for the oil. They deserve two points out of that one
0: uh you wrote a piece on uh, Miko Koskinen uh following and, and and the players you know you heard Leon Drysettle's comments and Aniki I'm not on Instagram but he he put something up on Instagram as well and I mean it's it's been a channel a challenge you do win as a team and lose as a team that said the Oilers collectively are at 900 and it's tough to make the playoffs when you have 900 save percentage for your guardians. They got to find a way to at least get to 906 or 907 by the end of the year to give themselves a puncher's chance. I think they can do it because they're right, right division. But, uh, it was interesting theater with Koskinen, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I I wrote a piece, you know, late last week before the Calgary game. I feel sorry for Koskin and He's been thrust into this role for which he's not prepared. He's not a number one goalie. He can't play every night. No one ever said he could, and here he is, a number one goalie playing every night. And you know he gave him a I, I, it was a nice story that he came out and had that game on saturday night and that was first you know i wrote the game and that was my my lead was something about you know good for koskinen he finally shoved it down the pie hole of all of us critics including myself bob and good for him to, to punch back a little bit it was a you know you always like to see the underdog have his day and and koskinen deserved a good night because he hasn't had a ton of them lately.
0: All right. Uh, when the game was in the balance, Leon Drysettle, a little bit of a help from Yesa who was involved in all three goals. But when the game was sitting there at 3-3, it was settle. you know, walking arguably Calgary's best defensive defenseman, Chris Tanev, and taking it hard to the hole in a brilliant individual effort, Mark. Um, you do need your leaders to step up, don't you?
1: So you do, and you need some run support. You know that's the other thing Koskinen got the other night was run support. And he hadn't had it for a long time. So yes, you know. Listen, who's going to get you dig you out of these holes, right? When you're the Edmonton Oilers, it's got to be, you know, some of your big guys. Connor McDavid helped to get that power play role. He drew one of the key penalties in that game. Um, you know, Dreisaitl put the puck on, on Bouchard's tape a couple of times. And in the end, it was Dreisaitl who made the big play to score the goal with, what was it, 540 left or something. Um, you know, good for the – that's the formula in Edmonton, Bob. Right? Yeah, we want depth scoring. And yeah, if you're going to be any good, you got to get more to your third and fourth line. I get all that. But you know what? If your first line and second line don't do it, Two nights out of three. I don't care what the depth does here. They're not going to survive it. Those big guys drive the bus. And, you know, it hasn't been five on five. Carter McDavid's not had a strong year. He's had one of his weakest years, frankly. And, you know what? He'll recover, I'm sure. But this team needs 29 and 97 to help them win games. And they helped them on Saturday night.
0: All right. They did. I mean, it's. It's sort of a catch twenty-two spec when you sit there because you know what? If your goalies stop in the puck, you're playing looser. Maybe you're not gripping the sticks. I know it's not. I know you're not the biggest advanced analytics guy, but you know what? The, their shooting percentage over the last sixteen games is bottom five in the NHL. And their save percentage is like between 25th to 27th, but the actual shooting percentage is actually lower than that. Like it, they've got on a crazy, like I'll be, Mark, I'm looking at the schedule here. I'm going to tell you right now and people, and you can mark this one down. I believe once over the next four games, the Evans Oilers are going to score seven goals in a game. Okay? Okay. They are due to break out offensively. That's just, if, if you understand numbers and percentages, um, and, and have a modicum of fundamental belief in advanced analytics. Not to make all the decisions for you, but to understand how trends work. Like there's been a lot of good coaches in the league that have been fired When they haven't been getting any stops and the reality is even the best goaltenders in the nhl will have five or six horse crap starts in a row it happens once every three or four years and they got to work their way out of funk and the problem for edmonton is they got a 1b goaltender in koskinen and the 1a can't can't get healthy and we'll get to the here and why and all that kind of stuff but do you buy that? Do you buy, like, Leon settled in the morning talked a bit about the hockey gods and, you know, things balancing out. I, I personally believe in that a little bit, and I think we're going to see it over the night. Like, I can foresee a scenario where the Oilers break out one of the next four games. You think I'm out to lunch, or what do you think?
1: No, no, I mean, I think what we used to call the hockey gods, they now call reverting to the mean, Right. And, you know, I'll, I'll correct you on one thing, Bob. You you just stated shooting percentage and, and um, save percentage as an advanced analytic. Uh, the, we were doing, I mean, hockey was doing those things years and years. That would be a prehistoric analytic. Like, shooting percentage, what I'm trying to say, Bob, has been a, we've clearly all understood that when a guy has a certain shooting percentage his whole career and he goes way below it, it always comes back, you know, until he gets too old, he can't do it anymore. So... You know, I would say to you, I would say to you, Connor McDavid, let's talk Connor McDavid at 5-on-5. Five five. He's not had a great year 5-on-5, five five, but every other year he does. So this is a little bit of an outlier, and it'll come back. Absolutely, Bob. And, you know, Leon Dreisaitl was on pace for 50 for a while, and then he had a big, long drought. Well, he's, you know, I'm not saying he's getting 50-and-50 50 50 here, but he'll get back on that pace because he's on that pace every year. So, yeah, you can count on it, but... You know, you, you can't wait for it forever, right? Sure, you can count on it, Bob, but you can't wait for it forever. It's got to happen here for Edmonton. They need more run support, particularly with the goaltending they have. They can't get by on two goals a night, not on this team.
0: Yeah, Leon, uh, by the way, Drysdale's got 28 goals in 37 games. So, I mean... You just double both of those. It's 56 and 74. I'm not, I don't know if he's going to get to 56 and 74 because he had so many multiple goal games early in the year. Uh, the one thing that is going to happen here, spec, we think Nugent Hopkins is back tonight. And I think Hyman plays Thursday. Mm-hmm. The Oilers penalty killing has been cratering. Uh, we are going to use an advanced metric here. Uh, you don't want to know how bad the Oilers, uh, goals against per 60 on the PK is. It's horrendous for a couple of penalty killers, but guess who has? Of all of the penalty killers, guess who has the best numbers on the PK amongst all the guys that have uh, had a minute of penalty killing this year in terms of uh, uh, PK minutes? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of
1: jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage... All the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Uh,
0: per 60 on the team. How about Hyman? How about Nugent Hopkins? Okay. He touches all. It's like, you know, it's interesting, right? The fans love Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Um, Oilers Nation is is a group that's out there, and they have Ryan's one of their guys, right? Uh, uh, Ryan does some some commercial ventures in town here as well. He's a really approachable guy. He's an easygoing guy. Very rarely gets upset um, ever or shows any frustration, even dealing with. uh, the uh the dreaded media horde mark i mean he's just he's he's a little bit more positive but one of the things that we've seen here is just how many different parts of the orders game this guy touches when he's not there you sit there and go eh, he's only got three goals in 30 games 26 points he's on the number one power play like he's not the greatest in terms of points per 65 on five but you know what He's an important part of the team because of how many critical roles he plays. And I'm sitting there looking at the numbers last night, and I'm like, wow, it's not even close. Like, he's got the, (laughs) the Oilers get scored on the least when he's on the ice on the PK. There's another illustration of something he does pretty well.
1: Well, and the, the issue when a guy like that gets hurt is it takes, you know, a bunch of different guys to fill the spot you have a a left winger who's just a goal scorer but doesn't play on doesn't kill penalties you know you call up perlini maybe he gives you a few good games and he can aptly fill those shoes but nugent hopkins they don't have another guy that does all those things so it takes you got to put someone on the power play to fill that in you got to find someone on the pk to fill that in you got to find someone at five on five to fill that in right so yeah he's a Listen, you have a good team because you got more than three or four good players. You got a bunch of good players. And Nugent Hopkins is a, a crucial good player on this team. He can play for any team in the league. Every coach would love him. And uh, one of the reasons they've been losing lately is because they haven't had him in the lineup.
0: Here we go. Uh, we are going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to play Mark's favorite game coming up with solutions. <laughs> We're going to talk about the situation Ken Holland's in right now and what the team can do to improve in the short term. The Edmonton Oilers and a COVID-riddled Vancouver Canucks roster tonight. Bob Stauffer, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. It's 1248 at Edmonton. We got a really interesting text, and I actually took the time to look it up. The individual text at 1248 from an Edmonton number from DT, he says, I remember that in the Detroit's uh, Stanley Cup championship season of 08, they had a stretch where they won once in 11 games. They also had little third and fourth line scoring. They bounced back. It's not impossible for the Oilers to bounce back. I don't see them winning the Cup this year, but I can see them getting back to second uh, in the Pacific Division. Hmm. I said on I, I joined uh, Ryan Whitney and Paul Bizanet and Rear Admiral uh, last night on uh, Spit and Chicklets, and I said the same thing that I could see the Edmonton owners finishing second. The owners are nine and two against the Pacific. By the way, DT quoted that Detroit won once in 11 games. DT is correct. The Red Wings dropped uh, six in a row, then they beat Colorado. And then they dropped, uh, four more in a row, including one to Edmonton in 0708. So there you have it. They won once in 11 games during, I did not know that until DT took the time to Texas. So it's an interesting little DT's done his homework. Hmm. Hmm. Outcome conspiracy theorists on that one. Uh, again, uh, should mention to you that guests of the show receive certificates to Roose Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply serving a night on the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's re-engage Mark Specter at the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline uh, for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. Again, live standard bed racing Saturday's one fifteenth Century Mile. Hey, Spec, did you know that Detroit had dropped 10 out of 11 games during that 07? I did, I did not remember that. Did you know that? No, I don't remember that at all. See? And that was a to fifty-four that win cup team that year, but I don't remember their regular season. <laughs> well, and it's it is an it is an interesting point that you know I mean the others won twi- uh, twice in fifteen games, and um, you know when that happens, sometimes there are changes. Mark, sometimes there's changes to coaching, sometimes there's changes to other parts of the organization. Uh, but they actually, if you take a look at the schedule here, they're going to get a COVID depleted Vancouver squad. They got to take advantage of this team tonight. Then they're home to Nashville and they got Montreal, Ottawa. Montreal's in a world of hurt, but the way the orders are going right now, you can't count on them to win uh, every night. But could this be, could a team going through this be the type of thing that allows them to turn their season around? What do you think?
1: Oh, they're coming off uh, the perfect re- recipe. A Saturday night game against Calgary that got decided late. Tons of emotion. Huge relief to win a game, right? They're man. They're missing five guys. Calgary's healthy. And you still beat them. So they got a healthy dose of belief on Saturday night. That's You know, that's the first ingredient. they got to believe. There was a little while there where they weren't believing in much, in my opinion. So they got that. Now you get Vancouver in a position where if you play well, you're going to beat them tonight. There's no – you can't lose to a Vancouver team with this goalie and and this many good players out of their lineup. So maybe you can win a game. Maybe you win two in a row, right? Nashville's going great. Let's see what happens. And then you get out on the road. They haven't been on the road much. They're going to be excited to be on the road, frankly. This team's been home too much. And you get one of the worst teams in the league in Montreal and one of the worst teams in the league in Ottawa. So the recipes there, they, they they're absolutely have an opportunity to put a few together here, get back, you know, use these games in hand they have on the Anaheim's and the L.A.'s, turn them into wins and pull right back up into the standings with those guys. And then, then you start looking at the standings and saying, okay, we're right in this thing now, man. We're, we're right there. And uh, it's, it's right there laid out in front of the Oilers, Bob. They're starting to get healthy. You know, maybe even
0: Mike Smith comes back during this thing. Who knows? All right. Well they're nine and two against the Pacific Division. Does that mean anything? Uh, not right now, it
1: doesn't in my I mean they you know, Zach Cassian said it yesterday. He says well, all it means to me is we played the Pacific a whole bunch when we were smoking red hot at the start of the year. <laughs> you know. Had they played the Pacific over the last three weeks, you think they'd be nine and two, Bob? I doubt it. So it's good. You know, it's good to be 9-2 in the Pacific, but it doesn't tell me much at this point.
0: All right. Uh, So you you mentioned if Mike Smith comes back, where do you think we're at? How difficult... uh, I mean, Ken Holland's been known for being a patient man. A lot of fans right now have probably got some exasperation. I think Ken Holland's purposely put some heat on himself to diffuse a bit of the pressure on his coaching staff. What You know... What are your solutions? You know, what should the team be looking at in terms? Of where should the priority be? Is it goal? Uh, is it is it adding more uh, size to the bottom six forwards? Because they are going to get healthier here at forward, and they might have another option or two coming as well.
1: Well, the forward situation I think can wait. Is going to have to wait for the deadline. That's when guys free up, right? That's when you get the guy on the expiring contract from the team that's out of the playoffs, so and you don't have to give up too much. This, that's a, to me those are deadline issues. I think Holland is just hoping that his team gets him to the deadline when it comes to the goalie, right? If he's got to buy now on goalies, he's got to buy high on a guy that's an you know a Martin Jones or a Braden Holtby, uh, and that's not a deal you're going to love to have on your resume when you look back on it a year from now. But I'll tell you right now, if Smith doesn't get healthy and if Koskinen sort of continues to be Koskinen, he may have to make that deal sooner than he wants to save this season. Uh, I think it's incumbent upon his team to get him close enough to the trade deadline so that some other goalies loosen up around the league and he can make a proper deal for a goalie, one that doesn't look quite as bad as a deal that would look if he had to make it, Bob, in the next seven or ten days.
0: You got any update on Evander Kane right now, Spec? What are you hearing? Nothing. Oh, I mean, the whole everyone in the hockey world who cares
1: is waiting on uh, the decision from basically from Gary Bettman. Now, my understanding: this isn't a Department of Player Safety thing. This isn't George Perles, right? You know, this is right. Bettman and Daly, and with some information from the uh, Canadian. Border services. Uh,
0: So we were all
1: told it was supposed to happen early this week. It's early this week. Let's go.
0: I mean, just hear me out here. They (laughs) get they get R and H back. They get Hyman back. Okay. You got if they do end up getting Kane and add him into the top nine, and then I don't know how long Holloway is going to be down on the minors for. Okay. Yeah, let's see how well he plays. Right. Right, he's got three assists in two games. He looked to me like a player that was on a little bit different level uh, when I saw parts of his game on Sunday. And 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 that you know I would like to add I think they can add, there there are a couple forwards that I'd like to get them in on. One of them would be Nick Paul out of Ottawa because he can play all over your lineup and he's got some size. Uh, and then to me, it's goaltending. You need a resolution on the goaltending. You gotta, you know what, or get off the pot here on the goal, I mean, If you're gonna, we gotta know where Mike Smith sets back, and that's that's part of the equation. All well, right, my issue with, with Smith is,
1: we are, I think most of us anyway still believe that if he's playing, he's a good goalie, and they'll win your games. The team plays well in front of him but now you have to start wondering here can you trust them to stay healthy even for the rest of the year what you can't do bob is go past the trade deadline with a smith Koskinen and duo and have smith get hurt on you then your season's seward so i think they'll be bringing in a goalie here no matter whether smith is healthy or not
0: when we come back we're going to talk a bit about ken holland a bit about dave tippett and a bit about the challenges of winning in Canada and whether or not it's an excuse or, conversely, if it's legitimate. Uh, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. More with Mark Spector today at 105. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio,
1: 630 Chad.